This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chris-a-mania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. (laughs) Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Well, welcome to, or welcome back to, the Chris Van Vliet Show. This episode is brought to you by Indeed and Bets Online. And thanks for being with us on this one. We have the baddest man on the planet joining us today. Such a pleasure to be talking to my friend and the current UFC heavyweight champion, the greatest UFC heavyweight champion of all time, Stipe Miocic, who I've known, man, I've known him now for eight years. Snap a screenshot. Let us know that you're listening. I'm at Chris VanVleet. He is at Stipe Miocic. And make sure you're subscribed on whatever app it is that you're listening on right now. Because it's what a week we've got. We got Stipe today. We got NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa tomorrow. David Arquette, who is, of course, the former WCW champion, coming in on Thursday. Three in one week. Three huge interviews in one week. Honestly, we have just so many either recorded or scheduled to be recorded that, yeah, you may see three in one week. You know, the plan is always one in one week, right? One, at least one. Thursday for sure. Mr. Thursday morning. We've been throwing in two for the last, I don't know, six weeks, so two in a week, but yeah, three this week, so I hope you don't mind. hope you don't mind that. This review on Apple Podcasts is all the way from the Philippines, so please leave your reviews, and I will read one out on every single episode. <laughs> what a username here. Boner Yard fan. He says, I love it. Your interviews are just a huge breath of fresh air from the typical wrestling podcast I listened to since last year. You have not disappointed me with the quality of those interviews pre-pandemic, and you even went a notch higher in your interviews. I'm a regular listener to your podcast that I've lost count of my favorite episodes. I can't wait to hear who you'll be interviewing next. Stay awesome, Chris, from your fan here in Cebu City, Philippines. I hope I said that right. C-E-B-U. Cebu City. Well, thank you, Boner Yard fan. And for anyone who isn't aware, the Boner Yard was the name of the, one of the matches during Talk and Shop of Mania. Obviously a play on the Boneyard match, but yeah. <laughs> Boner, Boner Yard. Hey, maybe you can come up with an even more ridiculous username 
and I will read your review on the next episode. So if you can beat Boner Yard fan, let's see what we got. Yeah, if we're doing three shows a week, it's three reviews a week that we'll be reading off here. So not only is Stipe Miocic the current UFC heavyweight champion and the greatest heavyweight champion of all time and the baddest man on the planet, he's also one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet. I had the pleasure of meeting him when I was living in Cleveland. I lived there from 2010 to 2015. And I was able to do this story with him that I was so grateful to be able to tell this story. It got nominated for an Emmy. It was the story of him wanting to bring Cleveland its first championship for the first time in nearly 50 years. And he's doing all of this while still working his day job as a firefighter. Well, that's what he did. In 2016, he won that championship. He broke Cleveland's curse. A few months later, LeBron and the Cavs also won a championship, but it was, oh, I think it's all because Stipe. Stipe broke that curse. He broke the curse so the Cavs could win. Uh, so we talk about why he still works his day job as a firefighter, what he gets out of that, how he gets recognized all the time too, how becoming a father has changed him, who he wants to fight next. Is it Francis Ngannou? Is it John Jones? And what his thoughts on a Brock Lesnar match would be. Very interesting thoughts. So, ladies and gentlemen, the reigning, defending, undisputed UFC heavyweight champion of the world, it's Stipe Miocic. Well, it's great to be talking with the champ, Stipe. Thank you so much for making this happen. No, man. Thanks for having me, dude. It's good to be, you know, it's good to talk to you again. It's been a while since we've connected. Yeah, I know. I think, uh, you think last time we talked, well, I mean, what did anything was you won an Emmy. That's right. Yes. I was very fortunate. You know? I was very fortunate to be able to tell your story, which got nominated for an Emmy. But yeah. this was before, you know, for anyone that's watching this right now, look behind you. What, a, what an amazing, wow. There he is, the greatest heavyweight of all time. It's been, so it's been like five-ish years, I think, since we've connected. Obviously, a lot's happened in your world since then. Yeah, I mean, won a few titles, you know, had a baby girl, got married, you know, the American dream, I guess. You're doing it. Are you still living in Parma? No, no, I'm, not. I'm outside now, North Wilton. You didn't want to have the uh, pink flamingos on your lawn, right? No, I don't mind. I, I love Parma. I love where we were at, but uh, it's just that uh, we got to grow out of it, you know? Well, when you bought the house, you weren't a father. A lot of yeah, exactly. changed. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Speaking of that, how has becoming a father changed you? Oh, I love, I love every second of it, man. We, uh, we're so blessed to have our daughter. And, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's my baby. She, <laughs> she's a little savage. She uh, has no quit in her. Quit in her. She, yeah, but I, I love, like, it's amazing. Like, I, I wouldn't change it. It's like the best gift I've ever gotten in my life. Do you think in any way it's changed you as a fighter? Yeah, definitely it has. I think. You know, her being born just gives you more more drive and more, you know, want to make give her a better life. So when we look behind you there, we got what is there six? Yeah. How many do we have behind you? Six? Six, yeah. So yeah. is this how it works? When you defend your title, they give you another one so you can put on display? Yeah, I've kind of just taken them. <laughs> I mean, I've asked a few times, other times no. Well, when you're the baddest man on the planet, who's gonna say no to you? 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of helps, I guess. But yeah, I just, I mean, it'd be great. You know, I'm like, hey, I take this. And like, whatever. <laughs> you know, in the whole time that I've known you, you've been so driven. You've been so driven to be the absolute best at what you do. So when we first connected, man, seven years ago, the goal was bring a championship to Cleveland, break Cleveland's curse, win a championship for the first time in 50 years. You did that. I'm guessing the goal after that was retain your championship, become the greatest heavyweight of all time. You've done that. What do you have your sights set on now? You know, a lot of things, you know, we got a lot of stuff around the house, got some wallpaper to take down. I mean, the, 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 the main things, you know, uh, you know, when I, I get, get, get a shed in the house, you know, not in the house, but outside, you know, got a lot of stuff we got to put away. So it's not fun during the winter when we got to take all the furniture outside, tear the furniture down. I got to stick it in my little storage area for my pool, which is, that's just, it's like playing Tetris, trying to stick that stuff in there. So uh, I want to try to get a shed, so it's a little bit easier next time. I like that your goals went from becoming the greatest heavyweight champion of all time to, you know, cleaning up around the yard a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you know, my wife, she's, uh, she's, I'm very lucky to be my wife. She's a go-getter and, you know, and that's, that's why I am too, but uh, she does a little bit more, you know what I mean? Like, I, she's, you know, she does a, more outside the box than me, you know, but uh, yeah, definitely, you know, her uh, mentality helps me out. So I know we got a lot of things we got to do around the house. The quarantine helped a lot, you know, we uh, found out, I found out I was good at wallpaper, so I did a lot of wallpaper and those few months that we're down. So, you know, yeah, I don't mind it though. It keeps me uh, occupied. And honestly, I didn't mind wallpaper. Actually, I don't know what you're talking about, but it was kind of therapeutic. It's like, I would think about things and just kind of just relax and just enjoy myself. That's so funny. Right? So, I know, right? I, would, I think I would hate it, but it wasn't that bad. What kind of, were you also like involved in the wallpaper? Like, did you pick out the wallpaper? No, I was, I just took it down. So we, when we, we moved to a new house and then uh, we, um, they had really nice wallpaper, but we're just not really into the wallpaper type. You know, like we, we could left it up. It would look great, but it just, we weren't really feeling it. And so uh, we were more neutral, like, you know, the neutral colors. And so uh, we had to take our kitchen down and then our bedroom and our bathroom and more spots, but it's not too bad. So you mentioned quarantine. How much has quarantine affected your training? You know, I thought it would. So the one thing I've been telling people is that I never wanted to put a gym in my house. And uh, actually, the, we, right before the second DC fight, we moved a week prior. Yeah. House and the house, you know, prior to this, the one we're in now, was, uh, it had a massive 3,000 square foot barn that was heated. So I couldn't put anything in there, but I never did because I never wanted to train in my house. It's my sanctuary. It's my, yeah. I go home and not worry about fighting. And, uh, and then we started crying. You know, you know, I train this and that. I train. So, you know, I, luckily one of my coaches had wrestling mats laying around. Call the company and got hooked up with some of my Walmarts and, you know, build a little gym in my base, which actually in the hindsight, it was amazing. It was a blessing in disguise because I love training at home. Um, you know, I get to see my daughter more. Like, I mean, I'm always around, but just I had to put her to bed, put her, put her, put her to bed. Uh, she would come down, watch me train. She loved it. And it was so much fun. I, you know, we have an in-ground pool, so I do a lot of pool workouts. She was in the pool at times with me screaming like, da, da, you know, trying to get to me, you know, <laughs> but, you know I can't, I can't, I'm struggling, you know, um, but honestly, it was, uh, it, at first it was a little rough, but then, um, you know, we got, we got pretty lucky with everything we had. And uh, we could we did a lot more sparring at the house, but good news was that I was reopened with our gym. So, you know, and my wife actually called 
down there and ask if we can get permitted to use it. And they, they actually, if it was still closed, we were still allowed to use the gym though. Wow. So you're still training in strong style. Yep. It's open and fully functioning, but if it wasn't, we were still okay to train. They, they gave us allowance. Oh, this is great. But, but before that, it's great. You just stay in your house. People come to you and you just keep no, getting better. I, lo- I loved it. It was honestly, it was just great. Cause it was just like, the boys club, man. You guys, dudes come over, we just hang out. We, you know, BS for a little bit. Just talk about stuff, work, get a work, great workout, great workout in. And then, uh, you know, hang out a little bit more and just talk and just kind of BS. And then we go home, you know, you know, they get, they get about six o'clock and they leave about eight 30. It was great. You know? And yeah. I have a workout, but it was a good hour. Just hanging out. It was awesome. My daughter loved it. She loved all this. She's like, ah, you know, all, you know and my head coach is our godfather. Marcus is her godfather. So she loved that. And it was just great. You know, it just, uh, I love every second of it, honestly. Having wrestling mats in your basement and having people come over and wrestle or fight kind of sounds like you have fight club in your house. Pretty much what it was. It was awesome. My daughter loved it. it was especially when I was getting punched in the face. I don't know what it is with her, but when I would get hit or, you know, taken down or something, she thought it was the greatest thing I ever in life. Sounds like you might be training her to be a future champion like you. Yes, but not in fighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what, so she can't be a UFC fighter, at least not yet. Uh, what, 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 what is it okay? What are you okay with her becoming? Well, you know, I mean, listen, I'm not going to push her away from what she wants to do, whatever she wants to do, I'll full support. But uh, I'd rather see her play golf or tennis, you know, non-contact, just good workouts and just, you know, you know, be good. Nothing, no contact. I think we're, we're a week and a half removed from your fight with DC, but looking at you now, it doesn't like, it looks like you came out of that completely unscathed. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have some nicks and bruises. Um, you know, my shin's still pretty beat up, actually. I thought it would be better than it was. And it's getting there, but it's still, it's still swollen, which is weird. So I want to get that checked out. Um, you know, my cuts, I, one thing is I get bruised pretty easily, but I heal pretty fast, which that, that makes sense. I don't know if it does, but yeah, it's weird. So I, I can get touched up pretty quick, but then, you know, within a day or two, it's gone. So pretty lucky about that. Um, but yeah, I think I have to get my eyes checked. And it was just precautionary. Just, you know, they told me I have to do that for, for the next, next, uh, Hoorah. So, um, yeah, I mean, but I feel pretty good. Honestly. It just sucks to get old. Yeah, it's funny. Joe Rogan in that post-fight interview goes, man, you're officially the greatest heavyweight of all time. How do you feel? And you go, eh, I want to go home. Yeah, I did. I was just tired, you know, and it was a little bit different, I think, too, because there's no fans there. So I wasn't as jacked. And I was jacked up. Trust me, I was so happy I won. But it just usually, you know, when I end up with fights, I'm screaming, you're screaming, too, because you just, you know, and I think we're just kind of like, hmm, this is weird. <laughs> But I just wanted to go home. You know, I miss my daughter. It was the longest I've ever been away from her for a week. And it was, it was a little too long for me. But usually she'll come. But, you know, of course, with everything going on, she couldn't. So how different was training for Stipe DC3 versus the first and the second fight? You know, it wasn't all different. You know, same training, same guys in camp that came. You know, I had, I had um, it wasn't much more. Just, just fine-tuned a lot of stuff, worked on a lot of things I was doing wrong. And, you know... We just added a few things. Honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't too complicated. We just really stuck to the game plan and really worked on things that we needed to work on. Where did this killer instinct come from in you? Because you really do have this desire that you want to be the absolute best at everything that you do. When did this get instilled in you? Uh, I don't know. You know, I think uh, when I was young, man, I always played sports. And, you know, when I was a kid, you know, just like backyard, you know, I love sports. I love, I love being competitive. I think just, you know, my mom's competitive, my dad is too, and 
just got from them. Um, you know, I just, uh, just I like winning and try to be the best at everything I can. And it, it, you say you, you, you know, you like winning, but it's funny in the time that I've known you, you take your losses hard. And I mean that in the most respectful and the best way. Like you take your losses, like I need to avenge this. I need to get better. And I mean, you've pretty much avenged all your losses now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just not the terrible feeling. You know, I just don't want to have that. I just, I hate it. I hate losing. It just, it's the worst feeling, which, but, in, 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 you know, but it is a good thing to happen. You know, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And so, you know, I'm trying to avenge his losses and do whatever I can. I, you know, I set my mind to it. I got to figure it out. And so like the best thing I think that happened after that first, second loss, I mean, the first, the first time when I lost the title of the DC, the first, first fight, I think, um, Having my daughter two weeks later, that was probably the best thing that ever happened because I didn't think about it. I mean, I thought about it, but I didn't like dwell on it. I didn't like go crazy over it because like I didn't worry about her and whatever she needed because you know she was just born. So you know, one day I'm gonna tell her, oh, "Thank you for being born," because you say I would be a crazy, crazy man. What fight do you think it was when you look back that really put you on the map? Really made UFC Dana White go, "Man, this guy could be a future champion." Oof. I don't know for them, but for me, I knew after my first, my second loss, my, when I lost the first time to JDS in Phoenix, yeah. I, I really looked at my coach and my wife. I'm like, I could beat him tomorrow. You know, I just, I knew it. You know, and I was like, I got it. And my wife and wife, honestly, my, her favorite fight of mine, even though I lost, she's like, that's when you realized how good you could be. Wow. Because yeah. it seems like, Maybe Roy Nelson was like when you started getting some, you know, bigger, some better opponents, you set records during that fight with, you know, the amount of punches landed. Is that when things really started to elevate for you? Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. I think people started taking notice just because, you know, he's ranked fifth in the world at the time. And, you know, coming off like three first round minute knockouts or something like that. And when I came in, I put a clinic on him. I think that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you basically made him a human punching bag. I was trying, yeah, but he, you know, he's, he's tough, though. You got to watch out. He, he, the guy drops bombs, so be careful. <laughs> so, you know, you fought about a week and a half ago. Have you gone back to training already? No, 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 no. I'm uh, just, just relaxing. I've been doing a lot of media. <laughs> you know, it usually happens after a fight. So I've been doing a lot of media. I just do a lot of stuff around, uh, 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 just odds and ends and stuff like that. Just kind of catch up on stuff that I couldn't do during camp. is a little bit tough, but... uh well, here probably next week or so, I'll start getting back into swing things. Uh, I don't know if I can kick yet, but I might try to box the guys, help them out with some stand-up. But uh, we'll see. But I'm definitely going to do whatever I can. So they're still using my pool. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but it's a great workout, though. I mean, so I, I told them, like, whenever you guys need the pool, you guys can take any time you want. Do you, do you enjoy doing interviews? enjoy doing press? I used to hate it with a passion. I remember. You couldn't stand it, but... Uh, Honestly, it just comes with the territory. I just stop caring. I just say what I want. Well, and the other good, yeah, this is the other thing. You've really come into your own. Like you've really been able to showcase your personality ever since basically you became the champion, right? Yeah, I just stopped caring. Honestly, I just laughing and like when I was winning too, I just stopped caring what everyone think. I just was going to say, like, listen, I'll do the whole robot, I guess, right for my fight. Yeah, that's what they want to hear, but. But it's just like this stuff, like a podcast talking to you like this. I'm just going to talk. Man. I'm just going to be me. And this is why you said this off camera. You're looking to start your own podcast. I am. I and I think that this is, this is what's exciting. People will be able to see there's more to you than just what they see in the octagon. Listen, these glasses and amazing hair, I have more than that. 
It is amazing hair. Yes, I know. I think. Yeah, it looks great. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Mine just looks okay compared to yours. What, was, this, was this your wife's idea, the hair? So, no, actually, it was mine. True story. So we're watching one of those, oh, God, I have no idea what show it was. Got my hair's all messed up, and I touched it. Guys. No, it looks good. You're good. Maybe a little bit more hairspray next time. Uh, yeah, I barely use anything in it. So, but uh, uh, we were watching one of her shows, and one of the girls in the show's boyfriend had like slick back hair, longer hair. I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, I really want hair like that. I wish I well, then do it. So, uh, one of her, her best friend cuts my hair, and I was like, hey, yo, what's up? Can you do this? And she's like, well, let's try it. So, we said, I started growing it out and started doing it, started trying to train it a little more, a little more. And then I came the next time, she's like, dude, your hair is like, for now, this, this is your haircut. And so, here you go. And my wife said, you're never cutting it ever again. Like, you know, wow. Has this in any way affected your training, affected your fighting? No, actually, it was funny to say that. So I, it, was, it was longer before, before the fight. And uh, when I was doing like pad work or grappling or something like that, like, I would sweat. So it would like, hit my eyes. You know, it was like perfectly matched with my eyes. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> put myself in the eye. With it. I mean, it's crazy. You wouldn't think, but it, it actually it would suck. I'd like stick my hair back more. But I started to trim it up before the fight. Yeah, when you did the post-fight interview, you put on the headset like it was a headband so your hair could be yeah. slicked back. Gonna make sure I'm looking good, man. Well, you're always looking good now. I mean, come on, yeah. you're the champ. It's trying, man. I'm trying, I'm trying. So I imagine doing more interviews, doing more press has led to a lot more opportunities. I, I see you working with some great sponsorship deals. Has that where the door has kind of been opened up for you? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, uh, you know, I hear a big I think people want more, more, you know, sponsoring or, you know, working together with people with uh, bigger companies. I think that really helps out when you, you've done well and, you know, when you start off, you, you, you don't get much, you know, yeah, you got to work your way up. And when you get to that point, it's great, though, because, you know, it's not so much about me anymore. It's about my family, my daughter, and if we have more kids, you know. So I think it's just, uh, yeah, you know, but I, I tell everyone this, though, if I do work with someone, I, I do enjoy the product. It's not that I'm just, just doing it just to take the money. Like, I do it, you know, like Modelo, I do, I do drink Modelo's, you know, like, okay, I use, I use the, I use a lot more, uh, you know, Bill Colvin, I use, you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I like Killcliff. You know, I'm drinking Killcliff. You know what I mean? It's not because I just, I do, I do enjoy them. Yeah. When you have new fighters, younger fighters that come into the gym, obviously they look up to you now, you know, you're the best on the planet. What kind of advice do you give to younger fighters that are getting into this? Don't talk to me like you're, you're too little. Like I don't want to. <laughs> um, I know if they have any questions, you know, I'll, I'll guide whatever they need help with. You know, if I see something they're doing, I'm like, hey, try this. You know, this is what I tell them every time when I show them something. I'm like, don't do it the way I do it. Do it the way you're comfortable to do it because it might be different and you might be doing it better the way you do it. And so, so whatever they need help, I do that. And I just tell them, like, listen, man, no matter how, it's training sucks, you know, but don't get frustrated. Just always have fun. You know, and that's why I think I've gone so far is because I'm always having fun, no matter what. I mean, if you don't have fun, you know, I mean, I'm not having fun, I'm out though. But it's beyond just the fundamentals though. Like you have this champion's mindset. You, you knew you were going to be the champion long before you were ever the champion. What's the, the thing that you teach people about your mindset? Yeah, it's a good question. I really thought about it. Like <laughs> and I just tell people, man, like, you know, you just got to want it more. You just got to want it more because there's someone out there that's going to want it more than you. So you got to do whatever you got to do be ready for that situation. And I think, I'm telling you, you always got to have fun. You got to have fun. You got to put a smile on your face. Cause like, I mean, there's days where I've gone to the gym and I've had a bad day and I'm pissed off with the world. And I just don't want to go train, but I go and train. 
and then they get out and I feel like a million dollars and just, you know, and it releases me. And so I think having fun and just having an escape, I think just, and just, you know, don't, don't build the hype. Don't, don't like, don't buy into the hype. Just, just who cares about anything everyone says, just you do you. You know what I mean? If you go, if you go, you know, 100 and 0 and you just take a guy down, hold him down for 100 fights, guess what? You're 100 and 0 and no one's going to beat you. Who cares? You know, and so that's why I stopped caring what everyone thought. So I just tell them, you know, my sense is worry about yourself. So a big thank you to you for making this show possible by listening right now. And a big thank you to our sponsors. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You had to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they've done for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offered valid through September 30th. And oh man, the wait is finally over. Football is back, my friends. Now you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Just head to Bet Online and take advantage of all of their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BLUEWIRE. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Through all of this, you're still working as a firefighter, which I just love because obviously you don't need to do this anymore, but you want to do this. What is that in you that makes you want to continue doing that? Well, you know, I think uh, just, you know, it's great being, you know, a champion in the sport. I've been training for so long, but also I think to show up, you know, being a fireman and paramedic, I think it shows my mom I did something with my life. You know, I, I worked hard to get something. Even though I mean, I worked hard to become a champion, but also I just, you know, I did, I did, you know, not every mother really dreams of their son being a prize fighter. Like, you know, especially my mother, she's never seen a fight. So but I just want to show her that, you know, hey, listen, you know, I worked hard. I, I did something on my own, you know, and I appreciate all your help, helping me out and guiding me to that position, you know, to that where I wanted to be. I think, uh, and also just being a fireman, it's like a brotherhood. You know, those guys, they, they, they haze me, they, you know, they, they talk smack to me and, it's just a great escape too from training because like there's days you know I don't, I don't want to talk about training they don't talk about training they'll talk about it once in a while but it's not like the whole conversation 
and just like, hey, how's your weekend? Like, oh, I did we went on the boat and then went to the beach. You know, I just normal stuff, and it's great. It keeps me keeps you grounded. Keeps you really grounded. So, how often do you go on a call and people go, "Oh my God, it's the champ"? Oh, actually, it's getting worse. Actually, so I found Saturday. I went back on Wednesday. Wow. Uh, we we were doing inspections, so I'm driving and I'm doing my own thing, and you know, with, with the other guy in the squad, and I'm down the squad. All of a sudden, there's a guy with a big trailer. And boom, sideswiped us. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, my first day back, I get sideswiped. In a fire truck? No, 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 in the, in the squad. In the squad. Oh, okay, okay. So we get up to him, I'm like, dude, you hit us. He's like, oh, dude, my bad. So, oh, my God. He felt so bad. So he pulls in. And I get out. He's like, dude, it's a champ, bro. Let me get a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you had anyone like, I don't know, make a call that might not have actually been a serious call, hoping that maybe you could show up to it? No, thank God, no. That has not happened. Yeah, this is not a suggestion, people. No, no, yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. I, we have, I have people call me, call the station looking for me. You guys play dumb. They're like, yeah, I don't know what works next. You know, I look at the schedule. I just, but it's, it's changes all the time. And so, but it's been tough. A lot of people have been calling now, but it's been tough with, you know, COVID going on. We don't want to take any chances. Well, you've, you know, you've really like been a bright spot in Cleveland. Uh, you know, like I said before, you won the championship. It had been a drought of 50 years. And right afterwards, I think it's like you gave good mojo to the Cavs because right after you won the championship, then the Cavs won the championship and mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield for the Browns, like Cleveland sports are like, they're looking up. I'm still a Browns fan very much so myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's probably one of the best weekends of my life when, they won, when the Cavs won a title. So on Saturday, I got married to my wife. And then the next day, the Cavs won the title. It was like crazy. It was, uh, it was one, and we had everyone from like all over the world, for our family from all over the way, Australia. You know, it, was, it was crazy. And uh, you know, we always, we went to uh, the Ford nightclub and we had a big table and we just watched the game, went nuts. It was, man, it was a long night. <laughs> <laughs> so which is your Cleveland team? You know, of the three Cleveland teams, which one's your team? Oh, I mean, they're all three, man. There's no, there's no picking and choosing. I love them all three. I love them all. And I, but I, and I also don't know if people are, realize how close you were to playing pro baseball. I mean, yeah, I was close, but I mean, a lot of people are close. There's a lot of guys my size that can throw a ball and hit the ball far. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, so, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Listen, if it, I'm glad the way it worked out because uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Absolutely. And look where you are now. I mean, just look behind you. You're gonna, you're, gonna need, you're gonna need a bigger man cave, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I've been told that. The, the interesting thing is DC went into this fight knowing that he was gonna retire one way or the other. Whether he won or whether he lost, he was gonna retire. When you look ahead, whenever it happens to be that you end up retiring, do you wanna go out on top? Well, of course, that's what, that's what, you, want. That's what you want. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to be one of those guys that keeps fighting and then, you know, just gets to all this, just, just going there for a paycheck. You know, I never want to be that guy. Um, I just want to, especially the times, right? Um, sorry, my dog woke me up early this morning. I'm having a chance to take a nap at Austin. Yeah, you look great. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I, just want, I don't want to be those guys that just, you know, keeps fighting just for a paycheck. You know, I want to, you know, I want to make sure I know it's time and, you know, I'll talk to my family, make sure it's the right decision. And just, uh, you know, like I said, just I don't know when it's time. Yeah. Well, you got two guys that are very excited, very looking forward to taking you on in Francis Ngannou, John Jones. Is there someone that you'd rather fight? Uh, well, I'm, I'm probably about 
15 years, my, my daughter's boyfriend's going to come over and take her out. <laughs> <laughs> I think in Ganu, like, that, that fight probably makes the most sense to happen yeah. next. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you're right. I mean, I, listen, I, if I was a matchmaker, I wouldn't be fighting. Um, <laughs> you know, he's done such a great since our last fight. He's definitely got a lot better. You know, he's had a bunch of first round knockouts. He has on a tear. I mean, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Um, I mean, you know, John Jones, of course, one of the greatest of all time, but at the same time, though, it's, you know, it just depends what the UFC wants, you know. Like, yeah, you can get John Jones to fight, it's okay, because, you know, dude, he's moving up, one of the greatest of all time, it's a super fight. They're looking down, I'm like, listen, dude, I've been putting my time and effort in for how long, and you're going to sit there and just jump over me like that, it's not fair to me. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword of this situation, I, you know, I don't know. I just don't understand... And once again, we're not matchmakers here, but I don't understand how John Jones can come in and leapfrog everybody and get a title shot. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. You know, like I said, but look at yeah, look at his resume too. That's that's like it's like DC's, you know. It's just that's why I gave it to him in the super fight. And so um, I think I think maybe you say light heavyweight, it might have been different because it was a super fight. But now since he vacated, how he's maybe say move up heavyweight, it might be different. So you might have to, you know, he might have him get a warm up fight. But for you, you haven't fought anyone but DC in years. Kind of right. weird. It's like it's like a relationship that's finally over. <laughs> what if he comes back? Ah, you know, I mean, but him and John Jones fight, man. They got you know, it's a beef to squash. Hey, I like that. That's real good. I, I think it'd be a different fight though, just kind of way too. Speaking of the DC fight, you you shared a moment right after you were announced as the winner with Dana. What what did you guys say in the octagon there? To me, man, I was going to say, listen, I appreciate everything. You know, I know we had ups and downs, but I just want to say I appreciate everything you do. Oh, by the way, the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Have you talked to DC yet? He seemed very upset about the eye poke. Uh, no, I mean, honestly, that was honestly the eye poke. I was not, like, that was incidental. I was, like, I, I just had no idea. I did it until I looked up in between rounds. I looked up, I'm like, oh, my God, poked in the eye. I felt real bad. Um, but, I mean, listen, it's part of the game. He's done it, too. I mean, just. It is what it is. He did it earlier in that fight. Yeah, I, I really didn't. I wasn't, that was not my plan. I go, that's not how I fight. I'm a clean fighter. I'm trying to like take advantage of you all. I, I had no idea. But how is your eye doing after the previous fight? You know, you had some issues with it. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know if it, you know, from the eye books or not, but I mean, definitely didn't help uh, with, uh, with, with the eye books. But I had torn retina, so I had to get healed and couple procedures. Like, procedure done to fix that. And so it was, it was, uh, it was a worrying just cause I mean, I never had spots in my eye and I don't want to lose my vision or have trouble with my vision when I get older. So it was a little, you know, it was, uh, it was tough. You know, I had to take a little time off and uh, apparently people don't understand that having a tour run is that serious. Whatever. Yeah. You kind of need your eyeballs to fight. Yeah, this is true. Do you, so you're wearing glasses now. Do you fight wearing contacts? No, actually I need the glasses in general. You Torn right or not, I needed them. I was just being stubborn because I didn't want to get them. <laughs> best, best, decision ever, best decision I ever made. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I needed them, so I got them. And, uh, but I don't wear contacts, no, just because we have one guy once in a while trains in contacts, and I swear, God, every time we spar, it always pops out. I'm like, I don't want that to happen in the middle of a fight, especially getting caught in mine. And, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather, I mean, I'm not blind, and by any means, I can still read without glasses, just I'm not as focused. Have know. you looked into LASIK? A lot of athletes have done this. It's completely changed the game for them. Yeah, I have. I just didn't do anything just because uh, 
you know, with the fighter and training and just, I want to, you know, I don't mind that. Honestly, I don't mind the glasses. I, I like them. It's more comfortable for me. It makes people think you're smart too, right? That's I'm just joking. That's why 100% I'm doing it. 100%. <laughs> you are smart. You wouldn't be in the position that you're in right now if you weren't smart. Well, that's all my wife, not me. <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you this since the very first interview. What does the tattoo on your back mean? Uh, straight right now, on Strong South Fight Family. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That is your fight family. A, yeah. It's like a cult, you know. Is there anybody in your gym that could beat you? Yeah, yeah, there's tons of guys. Oh yeah, well, yeah, Alexa. He's a two or five pound kid's a savage. He uh he's at one he's got one fight in the UFC. He's fighting here soon, I think. He he's an absolute he's gonna be destroyed. That kid's gonna be he's gonna go places and uh you know heavyweight I train with he also fights in the UFC Jeff Hughes and he uh and he's had some tough breaks, you know, and, and he, he should be, his record shows in the UFC is not what it should, you know what I mean? Like he's way better than he is. And I, I know it firsthand because he punches me in the face when we spar and I, I mean, he's a really, 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 really talented fighter. And then he just had some bad breaks and, you know, just, um, yeah, I think he's really going to showcase his next fight. So I'm excited for these two and uh, they're going to be up and coming, you know. What about your trainer, Marcus? I know he's a total badass. Yeah, he, he, he scares me. You know? He's the one man that terrifies me because, I mean, he's my best friend, but at the same time, I don't want to make him mad. Um, yeah, he's dead. I love that guy more than anything. He, uh, you know, spent a lot of time and effort in me, not just me, with everyone. And he, uh, he's a very, uh, just great man. You know, very, very, I'm very lucky I met him. I am with fighting just in general. He's a great person. It's just, I mean, you're a great person, by the way. Thank you. Uh, it's just been amazing to watch your growth, watch your path, you know, as you went from aspiring champion to now greatest heavyweight champion of all time. What doors do you think have been opened for you since becoming UFC heavyweight champion? Well, I think, I mean, a lot of things, you know, just, you know, business opportunities, I think you look at, you know, it's really, really, those don't scare me, by the way. Um, but uh, uh, just in general, like, oh, well, you know, like acting, maybe, you know, people laugh at me because I can't talk this day, but I've done a couple movies already. I've done a commercials. So I'm um, actually, you know, opportunity to feel a few other things coming up. So I think just, uh, you know, especially with the sport growing as fast as it is, I think people are starting to recognize and, you know, really pretty sweet. Is there somebody that you've met since becoming the champ that you're like, I can't believe I'm hanging out with this person right now? Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I, I, guess I can't think. It's, it's just like, I don't know. I just Have you hung out with LeBron yet? I don't know why I did, but I was right after I won the title. Uh, there was, oh? Yeah, yeah so, they were, so I got tickets to the game, I think game one, game one, and uh, they're right next to me in the loge, and, you know, uh, Birdman was there at the time we was playing this for the time. Oh, yeah. Who's up, Chad? Come on here. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll be right there. I'll try to play it off, like, no big deal. I was like chopping the bits over there. I walk in, like, what's up? And then it's funny because I'm, I'm like 6'5, dude. And these dudes like towered over me. I felt tiny. And then and Kevin Love like beat me up the whole time. You know, I'm like, Jesus, I'm gonna beat him. It's fragile, you know. Uh, but I, they were great guys, you know, him and LeBron and uh, Chan, Channing. Um, uh, and then uh, I mean, they're all gonna, you know, J.R. Smith, awesome guy. I mean, they're it was great, they were great guys. Honestly, they, were, they were very cool guys. It was also really cool to see you throw the first pitch for the Indians. Cause like, you know, you got the baseball background then you go out there and it's like, yeah, I'll, sh- I'll show you guys how this is done. Yeah. It was great. You know, uh, 
it's just cool to do something like that. It's just, it's fun. You know, it's, you know, think it, oh, sorry. Now this interview is just boring you. Like, right? No, 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 no. She's killing me. She, you know, she's a savage. Uh, um, yeah, it just, you know, it just, when you're a kid, you never think of a million years to do something like that. And you get, I got to take VP with them. I got to throw out the first pitch. You know, I got to walk in the cast court during the playoff game and just so much going on. And just, you would never think in a million years you get to do a cool thing you do. And I'm just, I'm just grateful and blessed to do it. As Cleveland born, Cleveland raised, who do you think is the greatest Cleveland athlete of all time? I don't know. You look like, man, it's a tough one. You look like Jim Brown. That dude was absolutely savage. I mean, the things he did, and he left early, you know, like, imagine that guy would stayed around. He would have worked for days. Um, and he's also a great man. Him and his wife are amazing people. Oh, yeah, man, it's just, Something about Jim Brown keeps sticking to me, you know. I don't, I'm, I'm not, there's probably more I'm not even thinking about, but he just, I just watched him, like, when he would play, like, those tapes back in the day, show him running the ball. He was just an absolute savage. I, I don't think you can go wrong with saying Jim Brown as one of the greatest yeah. of all time. Right, yeah, he, uh, he's just, uh, I mean, LeBron, of course, but like, that's just Jim Brown was just above me I think. He was just like a man among boys. You're now part of this conversation, too. You absolutely are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great to be just in a conversation, though. But I mean, those Germans just Jim Brown was just. I just I keep thinking. I watch their videos on him like crazy clips. Just he's nuts. Has your mom come around and like? Will your mom watch your fights now? No, she still has not. But I'll show her clips here and there. You know, when I remember I was in I fought Cleveland. I show her my fight Joe. Oh, so over here, I showed her, I'm like, that's when I get put on my butt. She's like, oh, you're such an idiot. What are you doing? You know, and she was okay with it because she knew I won, so she wasn't very worried about it. Um, and then, uh, you know, I met with a fight. She's like, oh, guys, you okay, though? Is he okay? Like, that's the first thing she said. It was like, is he okay? I'm like, well, I'm fine. And yes, he is fine, too. <laughs> but yeah, she, yeah, she someone watch it, though. She, you know, she supports it, but won't watch it. Will she come, like, if you're fighting in Vegas, will she come to Vegas with, she won't even come to the city. No, just we have a superstition. She came one time and I lost. Oh, um, which fight was that? Uh, UK when I fought Struve. Yeah, so she's banned from your fights now. Oh, no, I mean, I'm, I told her, I'm like, mom, you can go if you can go if you want. And she's like, no, I'm good. She's like, so she has the same routine she does every time. I guess Struve is the one loss you haven't avenged. Is that, do you feel like you need to fight him again? No, I'm, I'm, I'm listen, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say you're good. Yeah. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's anyone that can beat you. Uh, there's always someone, man. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just, you know, that day of the week. And just if it's your day, it's your day. And sometimes, you know, luck's on your side, sometimes it's not. Was it just me? Or did you look pretty lean going into this last fight? <laughs> I know I did. I definitely, I weighed a little bit more, but I definitely, uh, I think I, ate, I, I usually eat good, but I ate really, really clean. Um, I took a lot of better supplements. Um, you know, I really took, you know, really a lot, a lot of multivitamin stuff and omega-3s and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think the pool workouts helped also. I think a lot of pool workouts with resistance training helped a lot. So what weight is the, the perfect weight for you to go into a fight, do you think? I think between 230 and 233, I love it. Like, you know, I weigh a little heavier. I feel like I had extra weight I didn't need, but I think me being a little bit lighter, I feel, feel stronger, I feel faster, and I feel just better conditioned. If it could happen, would you want to fight with Brock Lesnar? <laughs> I'll fight anyone. There's no question. I don't care. I, I would take that fight in a heartbeat. Because that, that fight, I mean, I think that would make a lot of sense to see that fight. Yeah. I mean, it would be an early night for me. Uh, oh! 
One round? Yeah, I'll figure it out. But yeah, I, I love that fight. I think that this is, I mean, he hasn't fought in a long time. He claims to be retired, but this is a fight I think could happen. Yeah, you never know. We'll see. This is the thing. If you, you've basically cleaned out the division, you've cleared out the division, especially with, that, with that, whatever your next fight ends up being. What do you do? Just keep fighting the same people you beat? No, I mean, there's always something that comes up. You know, there's always a guy that goes on a tear. I mean, it's, it happens. You know, you see it all the time. So, you know, listen, I said about the matchmaker, it's what the UFC wants. And so when they get that call, we're ready. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today, man. Thank you anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me. Great seeing you again, dude. Oh, it's great to see you too. I, I hope that uh, you can get some rest today. I know your daughter's been keeping you up, but I hope you can get some rest. Oh, yeah. No, she didn't keep me up. She sleeps through the night. The problem is she wakes up like 6.45. I'm like, God, just give me one hour, one extra hour. That's all I ask, you know. But she can do what she wants. She's, she's got, she got it right around her finger. Well, thank you so much, brother. Hey, no, thank you, man. You have a great day, all right? Isn't it great that the baddest man on the planet is simultaneously the nicest man on the planet? How awesome is he? You think that match between Stipe and Brock Lesnar will actually happen? Hmm. I love how he's like, yeah, it'd be a short night for me. I got to say, I, I, I don't disagree with him. And that'll be interesting if we see this thing happen. Uh, like we talked about there, Francis Ngannou seems to be the next in line and nothing against Francis. He is a tremendous competitor, but I would have to think the same thing happens in this fight that happened the last time that Francis and Stipe fought, which was Stipe winning the match. By the way, how amazing is it? Think about this. We're talking to someone here who is literally the best in the world at their profession. Literally. Not just something that someone says, not just a catchphrase that you put on a shirt. He is literally the best in the world in his profession. Number one. So I'm blown away by that. And I'm, I, I, we were able to like kind of tap into a little bit of his mindset there. So I hope that Hope that this inspires you to strive for something better, to strive for something more in your life as much as it inspires me to do that. And with that said, I'll leave you with this quote from Vince Lombardi. I love this quote. Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. (sighs) Be great. Be grateful. Go kick some ass this week. We'll see you on the next episode with Thunderosa, followed by David Arquette.